Let's do the time slip again. They only came to see the dark and The torches for the light. They only think we're all just too uptight. And everybody knows they've got the right. Cold passions roam in your factions. No taste for facts. The old days are back. What is going on, fellow streamers? Welcome into another edition of Streamer Season, the exclusive streaming platform, TV and movie podcast on the Underground Sports Philadelphia Podcast Network. It's KB and Christian coming at you. We just watched Loki episode two. We're going to dive into everything from that banger of an episode, a lot to unpack from it. And then we're going to get into uh, some big ting changes over at Marvel Studios that are for the better and should have been happening from the jump. We'll get into all that, plus all that good, sweet goodness from the streaming platform, Multiverse News and Notes, everybody's favorite segment. But before we get into everything, make sure you guys are following us on the socials at StreamerSZN on Twitter, Instagram, and Threads, and on TikTok at StreamerSZNPod. Follow Christian at the Wiz underscore PHI on the tweet machine. Follow me at KBIZZL311. Subscribe to the podcast feed on Apple, Spotify, or wherever you decide to consume your podcast from in audio form. Leave a five-star rating and review. It goes a long way for helping this show continue to grow. Helps more people find streamer season and underground sports Philadelphia as a whole. And be sure to subscribe to the Underground Sports Philadelphia YouTube channel, youtube.com slash at underground sports Philadelphia. That's where you get full video episodes of this show every single week and every show on our network, live streams, clips, original video content. It's all on our YouTube channel. We're at 563 subscribers as of this recording, trying to get to 600 by the end of the month. Let's make that happen. It's been a long time coming. Let's get DJ home from Alaska, all that good stuff. YouTube.com slash at underground sports, Philadelphia. And, uh, Make sure you get your merch. PHIapparel.co is the website. If you're a Phillies fan, we've got the Attaboy shirts on sale right now. Go get those things. They are fire. Shout out to Tyler for putting those out ASAP. Uh, Mine's on the way. It already shipped, and I ordered it yesterday. So go get those things. Use code UNDERGROUND for 10% off any and all merch orders so you can stand out in the crowd whether you're going to the movie theater in your streamer season hoodies and shirts rep the brand it's the most effective and direct way to support us and everything we're doing tag us tweet at us with your merch on when you get your merch we want to see where you're rocking it from uh phiapparel.co code underground for 10 percent off your order christian we got another episode of loki season two episode two quite the episode it was a long one that also felt like it left us with so much still wanting from it in a good way um your overall thoughts before we dive into the breakdown of loki episode two before the breakdown what i'll say is it's an episode that gave us a lot more questions than answers but in a good way in terms of like we actually like we we have an idea of where the next episode's going, but past that, it's like we 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 got no clue, Chief. We got no clue, which is also like super fun because you don't really like know what to expect from the character that is Loki. So to have that kind of be where we're at at this stage of the show, and you know, next week will be the midway point, which is unfortunate because this show feels like it could just continue to go on and on forever. And we talked about that in season one as well. Um, 
but there there was a lot added to plot development and like storyline movement in this episode and uh we we got we got a lot of sylvie in this episode which was nice after only getting like a two second cameo and then a, a post credit scene last week um very very fun um but like you said like a lot to unpack even though we know where it's going there's still a lot to kind of like sift through from this episode yeah there's 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 a lot for us to go through in this breakdown um i mean overall i i was pretty pleased with this episode too i think you know i i watched a lot of people say you're not going to get the same things you got from episode one and episode two and i think that was pretty on point but in a good way it wasn't like a bad drop off from episode one to episode two in my book um there was a lot that worked well with these two episodes to kind of play off of each other and build up to where we are eventually going obviously we haven't seen uh the one scene from quantumania's post-credit scene just yet but that feels like that's where we're building to obviously that uh, that feels like it'll be in next week's episode yeah 100 spoiler spoiler um so let's get into it christian drop that that sweet sweet loki spoiler warning for the people wow ladies and gentlemen this is your loki spoiler warning if you haven't watched this week's episode already which wow let's be honest you should have Please pause this podcast. Um, go talk to your local Loki. What then? Then of course watch this episode. Watch that episode for this week, and then you know, shucks. Uh, come back here and listen to the rest of this podcast. You know, Kyle, right? Makes no sense. Wow. Wow. This is your friendly neighborhood spoiler warning. Wow. 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 Uh, so episode two of Loki season two titled Breaking Brad. I won. <laughs> just just great naming conventions in this uh, in this show right now. Yes. Um so let's get into it here. Loki and Mobius travel to 1977 London. London, England, everybody. Um, to, hind, to find Hunter X5, who was on the hunt for Sylvie, but he went AWOL. Uh, they find X5 abandoning his mission and living the life of his sacred timeline self. A movie actor named Brad Wolf. This whole sequence scene was just absolute gold we were cracking up the entire time as we were watching it just pure genius very good filmmaking very good filmmaking uh seeing them x5 tries to escape but loki mobius and hunter b15 catch him and detain him at the at the tva authority office and they bring ob his modified tempad but he's too occupied with stabilizing the temporal loom good to see Kihu Kwan back. Like we Love said last him. week. You don't just bring him in for one episode. He's going to be a mainstay. Um, also, in this whole sequence, too, the, the use of shadows was very, very cool. Very nice. Very nice. Uh, when Loki and Mobius were trying to figure out what was the deal with X-Fi's Tempad, Casey informs them that he accessed Ravona Renslayer's Tempad history and found out that she is getting help from the one and only Miss Minutes, who we still have not seen since the finale of season one. She has been offline and helping Renslayer, which obviously we knew they were somewhat connected during the events of season one. But now we know Miss Minutes and Ravona Renslayer are in cahoots. Uh, and Loki also tells them that he was in the past. He found out that Renslayer was a close partner of he who remains, which obviously plays bum, bum, into bum. the comics with Kang and Ravona being lovers. Uh, and while the search for Renslayer was still going, Casey notices X5 Tempad uh, and concludes that he did not block the tracking. So Loki and Mobius and B15 
go to in- interrogate X5. Uh, X5 refuses to tell them anything while getting under the skin of both Loki and Mobius, and he drops uh, a mom reference, your mom, uh, to Loki. Your mama. <laughs> and uh, where's Wilmer Valderrama when you need him? This is your mama. Um, you could tell God to Loki. He kept his composure, but then uh, Mobius said, what do five fingers say to the face? Slap. Uh, and smack the ever-living shit out of X5. Um, and he has no intention to see what his life was before the TVA, that is, Mobius, and eventually using uh, Gizmo and some of his trickery, Loki pressures X5 into admitting that he found Sylvie and that she made herself a new life on a branching timeline. And I don't know about anybody else watching that scene where X5 is in that little little, little temp-pad Enclosure, uh, my claustrophobia was true to roof. I was like, oh, get him out, get him out. <laughs> uh, meanwhile, OB is working on stabilizing the temporal loom, but finds out that he has no access to the blast doors. So a temporal meltdown is imminent. He tells B-15 and Casey that the only uh, that only the creator of the system can lift the containment with a live scan of their temporal aura. And that person... Is he who remains? Uh, however, now that he's dead, <laughs> do you remember? Do you remember the iconic? This is very Philadelphia niche. Uh, like when WIP would do their uh, top and bottom of the hour updates, and <laughs> Sue Schilling let off one of them was like, "Bad news for Barbaro. He's dead. yeah." <laughs> Bad news for the TVA. He who remains, he's dead. He dead. Uh, <laughs> their only option is to somehow get Miss Minutes to override the system lock. And she's obviously offline, so they got they got to find a way. Uh, X Five reluctantly leads Loki and Mobius to a timeline where Sylvie worked at a McDonald's in Broxton, Oklahoma. Uh, which there is connections. I know we were talking about that last week, trying to figure out Broxton, Oklahoma. Uh, it's from a line in the comics. Very fun. Uh, little Easter egg there to include. Uh, and Loki tells Sylvie that he witnessed the disaster of the TVA in the future and saw Sylvie there, asking her to explain what he saw. Sylvie, however, says that she does not know anything and does not want to have anything to do with the TVA. Loki tries to explain that the TVA is their only defense against he who remains variants, but Sylvie refuses to listen. Uh, Mobius notices that X5 acts suspiciously nervous and forces him to admit they were all in danger. Sylvie enchants X5 finds out that Docs and her loyalists are planning to prune all branching timelines and as Docs's plans were put in motion, Loki and Sylvie attack the loyalists while Casey and OB try to disarm the reset charges. However, as the loyalists are detained by the TVA, Loki, Mobius, and Sylvie go to the TVA office where they realize that Docs succeeded and pruned all branching timelines as they are horrified by the countless casualties that Docs caused. Sylvie tells Loki that the TVA is the problem returning to her timeline. And then we see her at a McDonald's talking to uh, the McDonald's employee we saw in the post credit scene. And then it, it cuts to Sylvie having something TVA in her hand. We couldn't really tell what it was, but it's definitely something of importance. And obviously this will not be the last of Sylvie that we see, but uh, quite the episode. Christian, your thoughts. My thoughts, well, my thoughts on this overall is, it, first, let's be clear, it wasn't a perfect episode. I, I think we can both agree on that. It was not a perfect episode, but it it brings Sylvie back into the fold. It moves the plot forward, and it brings up interesting questions of, okay, in terms of the broader scale things, like we were going to do this broader multiversal thing, and now we've just had a bajillion timelines pruned. So what's so what's going on there? In terms of this broader multiversal storytelling, we have the question of 
Okay, so next episode's probably going to Victor Timely and Ramona. Where are we headed after that? How is the series ending? And so it's compared to so, so many MCU shows. And I've said this once and I'll say it again. What Loki does the best is we have no clue what's going to happen. We have no clue what's going to happen. And that's what makes this show so good. Yeah, I I liked a lot of the aspects um, that they incorporated in this episode and, and helping to move the plot along uh, was a big aspect of this one. You get so many players on the chessboard involved too, from X five seeming like he used an important cog in the wheel uh, in this early going, you finally get full blown Sylvie in season two. Doc seems like a lower level villain here um, on, on the playing board. Obviously, Kang is is the one, but Doc's being an internal villain to the TVA is an interesting twist. Um, we get more OB, which is very fun, obviously, and um, you know it's it's all setting up to go back on these journeys that we saw in season one with Loki going to different points in time uh, that were key in actual history, and we're gonna obviously get that at least once. Uh, with going to the the Chicago World's Fair and Victor Timely and seeing a Kang variant um, and trying to find Ravona and we'll get giant ghost Miss Minutes. Um, Still haven't seen that. Still a lot from the trailer and trailers that we haven't seen, which is also kind of interesting because I think, at least with a lot of the, the stuff from Star Wars recently, just from a Disney Plus greater aspect, They've gotten a lot of the trailer stuff out of the way early on and then leaving a lot open to stuff you haven't seen. Um, which is good. Which is good. So, you know, there's still a lot from the trailers that we haven't seen, uh, but I think that's also built up from that post credit scene in Quantumania that we have already seen uh, that is just a, a scene from uh, this season of Loki. I, I really enjoyed this episode. Like it like it, like you said, it wasn't perfect, but it was enjoyable. It was fun and and just the very much on brand for what Loki is as a show. Yeah. Like there's this this is an episode where we don't have much to talk about because realistically it was just Loki uh, they basically go to find X five XY leads them to Sylvie. They discover rebellion. They can't fully quell it before it does damage. And we're left here. 100%. And uh, before we give our, our grade for the episode, obviously Christian and I are giant Philly sports fans. Um, Christian, our Phillies are, are moving on to the NLCS. And Yeehaw. Uh, game two is on Tuesday, which your boy will be in the building for. Um, there are three events on Tuesday, October 17th in Philly at the sports complex. Phillies? Starting off, Flyers Canucks home opener, 7 p.m. start time at the Wells Fargo Center. Splendid. Then we have a Mexico-Germany friendly at oh, 8 p.m. at the link. That's and then we have Phillies Diamondbacks. Now. Game two, NLCS, eight oh seven PM start time at Citizens Bank Park. See, <laughs> see, I was, I was trying to think of, I, I was trying to think of what was going on at the link, and I just totally forgot about the, for, for, forgot about the friendly, and now it's just, oh no, that, no man, Xfinity Live might burn to the ground. Maybe, it just might. <laughs> Oh, man. Um, Yeah, so, I mean, very fun episode. I'm intrigued to see where this episode takes us, all pun intended here, in the timeline uh, to next week's episode. Uh, But what is your score uh, for Loki Season 2, Episode 2? Seven. Like, it's... It, it was nowhere near as good as the first one, but it wasn't bad. 
And I think it does just enough for me to not be like, yeah, you know, it's good. Yeah, I, I enjoyed it. It's um, it's solid. It do, it gets the job done. I'm giving it like a seven five. There's a lot to hold on to from this episode that I think we'll just keep in our back pockets moving forward throughout the rest of the season. Um, so I mean, seven plus seven point five, seven point two five, rounded up. That's a seven point three for Loki season two, episode two, breaking. Brad gets a little Bang. bump in the, the episode two for me, just based on the title. Great title playing there. Uh, moving on, but before we do, got to give a quick shout out to our pals over at Tomahawk Shades, the best small batch eyewear in the game, especially their blue light plus technology that I wear all the time when I'm editing videos, when I'm watching my favorite shows and movies. Uh, and they've got prescription lenses, too. For those of you that need prescription lenses, they've got those available. They've got the sunglasses, obviously. But the Blue Light Plus glasses are what come in clutch, especially for this podcast in particular, when we are staring at screens expeditiously. You guys can go download the new Tomahawk Shades app in the App Store, Google Play. Uh, and just for downloading the app, you can claim a free pair of sunglasses. Who doesn't like free? Uh, and when you fill up your cart at TomahawkShades.com or in the Tomahawk Shades app, use code USP for 25% off your order at TomahawkShades.com. Plus, they have a fantastic insurance policy that if you lose, you're stolen, broken, you can file at any time, and they'll send you a new pair. It's the best. They are the best in the game. They've been repping and rocking with us for years now. Uh, so go to TomahawkShades.com or download the Tomahawk Shades app. Use code USP for 25% off your order. Christian, we were talking about this in the group chat. Yeah. You, me, and Dylan. And uh, Rest in peace, Dylan. <laughs> rip his bank account. He got a new car. Shout out to the boy. Congrats on the accomplishment. Um, true, true adulting. True adulting right there. Um Marvel's going through some changes. Shout out ch to Big Mel. Ch ch changes. Um, seeing the way Marvel was operating their television shows, what we so heard, what about they are it. shifting to, and everything we've heard in between about how their shows operated, makes so much sense now. When you look back on how all of these shows transpired, yep. <laughs> So why don't you just break down the mess, Kyle? Shall, so, shall you? Everything that has occurred with Marvel. Um, Marvel Studios, this comes from The Hollywood Reporter, uh, plans to make changes in how it makes TV following internal criticism. Shows will now have proper showrunners that write pilots and show bibles and a focus on multi-season serialized TV rather than limited series, will occur. To put it lightly, they were basically using the premise of making a movie and spreading it insanely thin throughout these cookie-cutter six-episode and sometimes nine and some, you know, episode shows that you could clearly tell something was not right across so many of these properties and it felt rushed it felt like they weren't able to truly tell a story because they were trying to fit in so many things into this cookie cutter template that they did to themselves the miss marvel directors even talked about this in interviews that they gave they said that they fit in the entire plot line of kamala khan going to pakistan because they didn't know and we're not guaranteed a season two of the show. So they had to fit in different storylines to help tell the story of her character in a six episode arc. That's not bad. Great. That's not bad. Great, bub. And like you, you can look back on all of these shows and tell where things started to go bad in 
almost all of them. And I think there's three shows that stand above all. One of them actually got a season two, which is Loki, obviously. And Loki's in that S tier. WandaVision is in that S tier and got a follow up with a movie, at least. And then kind, kind of got a follow up. Sure. Uh, and then Moon Knight is also regarded in that high tier because of how the storytelling was unfolded and, and told and Oscar Isaac had a big part in that obviously every other show that has come out on Disney plus in the Marvel Cinematic Universe though has had its issues across the board from uh, Falcon and the Winter Soldier having to get absolutely redone because of the plot line when the show came out we obviously broke down Secret Invasion and we saw everything that went wrong with that Miss Marvel obviously felt rushed and things were not, you know, fully in place for that show. Uh, She-Hulk had its issues across the board, both on screen and off screen. Um, trying to think of the uh, Hawkeye. You could obviously tell there were, were things in there that got muddy. Like there's so much in these live action uh, MCU shows that, because Marvel just put themselves in this cookie cutter of we need to fit it in six episodes, limited series, limited series. It doesn't always have to be a limited series. Give yourself the chance to tell a story and not feel like you're fitting a movie into six episodes of a show. Give yourself the best chance to be successful. It's not that hard. And they fundamentally were making themselves, making it harder on themselves every chance they got, basically. And, you know, more from the Hollywood Reporter uh, when we bring up Secret Invasion, because it was a show we all had high hopes for, and it fell flat. And it fell flat to widely everybody in a lot of aspects. Uh, Secret Invasion had Kyle Bradstreet working on the scripts for a year until he was fired. And during production, it was weeks of people erupting at each other and vying for supremacy. A good portion of the team on the series was then replaced. You can which, tell. Which I, which I would just like to say this. For people who don't know who Kyle Bradstreet is, he 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 was he did writing on uh, he did writing on stuff such as Mr. Robot on on stuff such as Berlin Station and it's just like he for anyone who remembers Mr. Robot that's a good choice but then you just kind of like take him and his writing off of it and then you immediately say like okay yeah this is why it went downhill Mm -hmm. just like like you said they just made every aspect of creating tv a zillion times harder than what it had to be and the fact that they weren't pitching these shows with pilots the fact that they were just like let's create a movie and then scrap everything and try to you know do reshoots for things that weren't working and now we see daredevil born again is getting completely redone not great, bub. Not great. I mean, it's 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 truly like what were we doing <laughs> the past two and a half years of creating these shows and it just shows you like the mess that phase four of the MCU truly was because you incorporated shows for the first time and a lot of them missed the mark and made things that much more difficult to navigate. Yeah, there's there's really not much else to say because this is just a fundamental, like, Mar- Disney and Marvel tried to do TV unlike TV's ever been done before, and spoiler alert, it failed. Do you know why? Because TV people understand TV. Not movie executives. Right. And 
that's why you see shows like WandaVision, like Loki having success because you've had people who worked in TV being big parts of them, a la Michael Waldron. Um, and that's why they're successful. They know the landscape of working on a television show and it doesn't have to be a giant movie production. I think most people would say they would take out a lot of just the bells and whistles of some of these shows that we've gotten to whatever degree they're at to just have a solid plot line and, and something that actually moves the needle in terms of just enjoyment and entertainment rather than having these giant budget types of shows and not knowing where the budget's going to and seeing the the pure spongebob brain chaos when they threw out his name that has been the mcu on disney plus yep i don't think we have much else to talk about because we've pretty much covered this absolute mcu chaos i hope they've learned their lesson and that if we're being honest in two years' time, when we get a functional Disney TV, because they, if they're if they redo all this stuff, spoiler, there's still a, there's there's still an actor's guild strike going on, so they can't do any of that. Sure, they can rewrite it, but they have to film it and everything, and they have to do VFX. So yeah, this is gonna be be a while until MCU TV is fixed. Yeah, you, which we'll get into it as well. But did you see? Uh... The message that SAG-AFTRA had outside the Disney studios. Uh, the AI horrible looking things, yeah. Well, not even that. Uh, somebody put a Mickey Mouse hand with the middle finger up. <laughs> Wee! Oh, we love it. Uh, so, yeah, let us know your thoughts on everything that has transpired with Marvel over the last two and a half years and your thoughts on the changes that are uh, coming uh, in the comment section. Uh, but, Christian, let's get to everybody's favorite segment. It is the streaming platform Multiverse News and Notes brought to you by our pals over at Kenwood Beer, the official beer partner of Underground Sports Philadelphia. Guys, go to KenwoodBeer.com. They are now in New Jersey. You can get Kenwood Beer at your local liquor store. Uh, use the Kenny Finder at KenwoodBeer.com to see who's got it on tap, who's got it available at their establishments in the Philadelphia, Pittsburgh, New Jersey, and Maryland areas. It's 4.1% ABV, just 8 grams of carbs, 120 calories. Go to KenwoodBeer.com. Got to be 21 or older to do so. And, of course, please drink responsibly. Like we mentioned, SAG-AFTRA still on strike. Uh, and the, the negotiations have reportedly hit a snag, according to the LA Times. Studios don't think it's reasonable for the actors to get 2% of the streaming revenue. And no agreement yet on the use of AI. Which which I will say this much. Knowing that that was in the writer's thing for the longest time compared... To, sorry, knowing that that was in the actor's thing compared to what the writers wanted for the longest time is what's going to keep this thing being hung hung up be, because, that, because the actors right now aren't budging from that at all. Mm-hmm. And that's what's gonna end up stalling this thing out the um, the most because they're they're trying to force uh, they're trying to force the studios to blank on that. Yeah, and a new bill called the No Fakes Act is being proposed to protect actors, singers, and others from having their voice and likeness become AI generated. And if passed, it would hold people, companies, and platforms liable if they produce or host digital replicas without consent. Good. Pa pa pass it, cowards. Facts. Uh, this is kind of unfortunate because this feels like it would be kind of really cool. Uh, an animated Mortal Kombat vs. DC Universe movie was pitched, and Warner Brothers said no. 
Yeah, it feels bad. Feels bad, man. That would have been kind of fun. Yeah. Um, we also got this going across the movie and video games world. Uh, I don't know if you saw this news, Christian, but Fortnite leaked point. Uh, Fortnite leaks point to the original Chapter 1 map returning to the game. And fans of the game think this was teased back in Avengers Endgame when Thor is playing the OG map. Jesus Christ. Because the movie takes place in October 2023. I don't think they're that smart. I don't think they're yeah. that smart, guys. Yes, and You're giving no, them too much credit. I, I think Fortnite is one of those games where like they are very like on brand with that kind of stuff. And it wouldn't surprise me if Fort- it's like, oh, hey, Thor was playing Fortnite in Avengers Endgame. We've had the Avengers stuff come into the game before, so they have a relationship with Marvel in an aspect. So here's my two cents on this. To me, Fortnite is not a game as much as it is like the seminal marketing machine to zo- to Zoomer gamers. And so I don't view it as a game as much as a marketing exercise. And I feel like fundamentally when we're, when we're looking at this, it's more so that while Fortnite may have recognized the opportunity here, this was not something that was like four years in the planning guys. Come on. Right, right, right. Let's let's make something clear here. All right. It is quite funny. That you know everything that transpires in Avengers Endgame is actually here because we are in 2023. Um, moving right along, here is uh, the "Let's make Dylan feel old, even though he's not on this episode" portion of the podcast. Hi, Dylan. That's also making me feel old um, because this is one Hi, of my Kyle. favorite Disney movies. Uh, the Nightmare Before Christmas was released 30 years ago today. We just made Christian feel old for the first time. <laughs> that movie's 30? Hey? What? Still holds up, too. Yeah. That's that that see see that that doesn't make me feel old, it just makes me impressed. <laughs> mm-hmm. I'm like, "Really?" It's 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 it is what 30 you said? Yep. Damn. Damn, son. <laughs> yeah, and then just a few weeks later, I was born. Some my... <laughs> yep, go ahead. Congrats. Oh, no, I was just... <laughs> uh, some, yeah. Some some interesting news for us cinephiles. Um, so, there's... Uh, so, Guillermo del Toro has been working on a Frankenstein movie, which we love to see. We love to see it, folks. We always just love to see it. But for the longest time, we've known that the cast would include Andrew Garfield, Oscar Isaac, and Mia Goth. Well, we got news on who the next one is. Come on down, Christoph Waltz. That, my friends, that's that's a good cast. That's a good cast, Kyle. Also, uh, have you seen, I'm pretty sure it was Guillermo, uh, his Jabba the Hutt movie that got shut down. Don't, don't, don't get me started ranting on how, if you go through the list of unmade Star Wars movies, it's just depressing. Like, Did it you is, see Guillermo's tweet, though? Yes. <laughs> he said him and Jabba the Hutt were separated at birth. <laughs> I I appreciate that Guillermo's okay with making fun of the fact that he is a very large human being. But it's so box for a second. You just look through the list of unmade Marvel stuff and it's like James James Mangled making a spaghetti western 
making a spaghetti western uh, Boba Fett thing, I think it was, Mm -hmm. that just didn't end up getting made. You have this. You have the Ryan Johnson films. I'm just like, what are we doing, guys? Like, cat, like, it's just like all they make is fan service. I'm like, guys, please, like, look at this. There's like original ideas, and like, look how good Andor did. And the reason Andor was great was because it was a genre film that was also a Star Wars film. Whereas what Star Wars is doing is we are a Star Wars film that's also a genre film. No, you. In today's culture, it needs to function as the inverse to get people wanting to show up. That's the reason why people love, people love, well, it's one of the reasons I should say that people love, love Logan. Logan is a Wolverine movie, yes. But it's also like an old school Western that feels different than what, than all the other Wolverine movies. It's like that. That's that. That's what you need to do, guys. Yeah. Um, yeah. The 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 job of the hut Guillermo del Toro project though is one that stings because that is something. I dream that, a dream. That's something that Dylan and I have talked about for years that we would love to see. Job of hut movie. Because of just how it would be like fucking mob crime syndicate rise from the underworld type of shit and it would just be so good Ugh, need it um we talked about Go talk to kathleen again. kennedy <laughs> yeah uh vincent d'onofrio speaks on daredevil born again releasing its writers and directors <clears throat> we are going to bring forward the best series we can Every cool project I've been involved with has evolved constantly during pre-production, production, and post. It's simply a bunch of creatives doing their best to get it right. I wouldn't have it any other way. Frankly, I'd be worried if we were settling for less. Well said, Vincent. Um, I don't know if it was also just the premise of the way they were making the project beforehand or if what people were referencing was from the Daredevil Born Again comic, but apparently, like, you know, and th- we've talked about this too, like, Spider-Man's a big part of Daredevil Born Again, so who knows if we get Spider-Man appearances or not, but Sp- apparently from Spider-Man? all of this too... Uh, none of the the cast is being affected. Like all the people who are cast for Daredevil: Born Again are remaining for the project, so nothing there is changing. So we're still getting the Punisher as well, which is great. Did you see the Napoleon news? No. Do you know what Napoleon is? Yes. Okay, so the the theatrical version is going to get put out, but Ridley Scott's working on a four-hour director's cut for Apple TV. Yes, okay. Kyle, you heard it right. Four-hour director cut. Interesting. Okay. Ridley! Uh, this is very Dylan. Uh, I can't wait to send him this uh, because it is his king. This comes from Empire Magazine. While filming The Killer, Michael Fassbender didn't blink a single time on camera. Ah, so he did the Hannibal Lecter thing. Mikey Faz. Uh, This is is very fun just from a video game pop culture crossover uh, and hits right in our childhood, especially mine. Activision Blizzard boss says the reemergence of Guitar Hero is coming. Yeah, the ultimate party game for millennials. Uh, this also comes from the Hollywood Reporter. More Daredevil stuff. Uh, it will have two seasons. Woo! 
Marvel plans to keep some scenes and episodes that were already shot, though other serialized elements will be injected into the project. Uh, we got our first trailer for the Iron Claw. So excited. So unreasonably excited. Jeremy Allen White, Kyle, I'll say it again. The bear, the bear, the bear. When are we doing the bear, the bear, the bear, the bear? Um, so, yep, that's exciting. Um, we got a date and a teaser for the final season of The Crown, I think it is. Or no. Ooh, mm, no, I I don't think it's the last, but it'd be one of the final seasons of The Crown. So that's notable. Mo- the first trailer for Inside Out 2 reportedly releases next month. I don't need that film to exist. Thank you very much. Um, Adam Driver may be playing the Robert De Niro role in the prequel to the movie Heat. Um, we got a second trailer for the, the color purple. Yellow Jacket star Sophie Thatcher is being eyed for a role in Scream 7. Yes, please. We They're still working on the Ocean's Eleven prequel, which is a film I both don't think should exist. And also, I'm 100% here for because it's Ryan Gosling and Margot Robbie. <laughs> <laughs> so... I I I I have to physically be on board with it. Oh Christ! Uh, I just saw this one. Dan Harmon says he once met with Zack Snyder about a Rick and Morty movie. No, 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 no. Level up, dub. Uh-uh. Nope. Nope. To, Do not which... get swifty with that. Nope. 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 No. 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 Which, uh, uh, which, uh, what to, uh, to, and this is a, this is a Dan Harmon quote. He, he was just like, quote, is there any way I can help make that movie started? Can help get that movie started by using my Snyderness? Nope. Nope. Get the fuck out. Get the fuck out. <laughs> I'm twitching. Stay away. Stay away. Ugh. Ugh, that's no, no thanks. Um, this is fun, and I'm glad, and it was kind of a known thing, but now it's even funnier because I'll talk about why it's funnier. None of the Justice League stars will return to reprise their roles in James Gunn's DCU. Thank heavens. Um, that comes from Variety, and now it's very funny, Christian, that the final uh, together scene uh, that this Justice League will have is in the finale of Peacemaker, where Peacemaker is saying, you're already late, you shitheads. <laughs> oh, I love Peacemaker. Uh, Jason Momoa may return, just not as Aquaman. He's obviously... Lobo's the rumor, right? Yeah. He's been in talks to play Lobo either in Superman Legacy or in a standalone film, and that's been an ongoing thing for months now. Um, Do it. Do it. To make people feel old once again, Kill Bill Volume 1 was released 20 years ago this week. And in classic Quentin Tarantino fashion, it, it don't feel that old. Nope. Um, fun fact, that is DJ's favorite movie. Hmm. Sorry for being stuck in Alaska, DJ. <laughs> you did this to yourself. <laughs> yeah, uh, maybe you didn't, but you did this to yourself. <laughs> at Lucasfilm Singapore, a Grogu statue has replaced Yoda. I don't like that. I don't like that either. <laughs> just, just add them. Don't, don't replace. Um, did you see this story about Martin Scorsese and Robert De Niro? Yeah. D- did uh, Did you see the Scorsese TikTok from last week, or a week and a half ago? I feel did- like I did, but I can't remember. Uh, so it's Martin Scorsese's granddaughter has a TikTok, and he's bit and she's basically asking him. Does he know, like, 
like uh, sl- slept on and stuff. <laughs> and it's and he actually does surprisingly well. <laughs> he does very surprisingly well, which I was like, yeah, Marty. Uh, Spider-Man Beyond the Spider-Verse will have some parent trap elements in that oh, film. Identical twins who are separated at birth discover each other when they switch places, obviously. That comes from Empire Magazine. Why? <laughs> that That is my two cents. Why? Uh, is it fair that we should add Will Ferrell being a DJ at his son's frat party at USC into his cinematic masterpieces. That video is absolutely incredible. I'll, I'll allow it. I'll allow it. <laughs> uh, looking here. This is interesting just from a, Obviously, we get crossover with a lot of like Marvel and, and video game stuff. Twitter streaming is going to be added to Xbox and PS5. Oh, God. And me. I don't know people streaming on Twitter. Um, in the news of the week that most people won't care about, but I am here as one of the last standing bastions. Well... I'm one of the few people I know in the last thing bastions of this best buy plans to stop selling physical media, such as 4k 4ks and blu-rays and DVDs, possibly as soon as the end of Q1 2024. No, no, no. Best buy, best buy. You are losing the plot of why people, uh, of why people like to come to your stores for part of the reason is it because you're some of the last people who actually has a decently sized collection of physical media mm-hmm. and not just the shitty collection at Target or at Walmart and they don't want to have to go into Barnes and Noble. And so instead of just, I don't know, making it online only, which I'd be fine with you're going to stop and you're going to f- make people instead, you know, go to give Amazon more money, give Target and Walmart more money for their overpriced DVDs. Like, what are we doing here, guys? What are we doing here? Uh, Matt Shackman says they're aiming to start filming Fantastic Four in spring of 2024. The film Best is... of luck, buddy. <laughs> Best of luck. <laughs> The film is, quote, going to be unlike anything you've seen before, and there will be a cast announcement after the actor strike is over. Quote, we are doing things very differently from a story standpoint, from an approach to the filmmaking standpoint that really fits the material. I think it's going to be unlike anything you've ever seen before, and certainly unlike anything at Marvel you've ever seen before. Famous last words. Yeah, we shall see. Uh, <laughs> this is an interesting quote from Spike Lee. I don't know if you saw this. Oh, no. Uh, Kyle, Kyle, we are not getting into this. <laughs> we are not unpacking a piece of Spike Lee opinion, which is which runs against the point of that movie called Oppenheimer. So we are not going to touch on that, all right? <laughs> I would... I would I would much rather talk talk about the talk about our genre movie king John Carpenter, who for those people who are who have lived under a rock, directed such great movies, uh, such great movies as uh, uh, the original Halloween film, The Thing, The Mist, Christine, They Live. Um, he was doing a interview where he was asked about Barbie. And you can find this video online, which I think I quote tweeted it, Kyle. So if you want to dig it up, but he 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 praises Barbie a lot, and he and 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 he's and he's just like, I don't claim to understand it at all, but I appreciate a thing like it exists and it makes all that money. I'm like, yes, my king, yes, <laughs> that it it it. it 
you it, it doesn't matter if you 100% understand or get the point of Barbie. What matters is that is that you are happy for it making all that money because that actually means something. Uh, we got BD droids roaming around Star Wars Galaxy's Edge at Disneyland. I saw that. They're taking over, Kyle. They're taking over. The robots are taking over. We gotta get rid of the robots, bro. Uh, and I'm sure you're thrilled about this one as Martin Scorsese's Killers of the Flower Moon is currently at 95% on Rotten Tomatoes based on 88 reviews. Yeah, 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 yeah. Uh, that's all I've got. Do you have anything else on your list? Um, what's this? We're getting a Diary of a Wimpy Kid Christmas Cabin Fever movie on Disney+. Plus. Why? Did you see the second trailer for Wonka? Nope. Wonka is going to be such an interesting movie because do I fundamentally think it's going to be good? I don't know. Does it have Chalamet? Yes. Does it have Hugh Grant being an Oompa Loompa? Yes. Am I 100% here for that? Am I 100% here for to watch Hugh Grant Oompa Loompa? Yes. Is this a musical? Yes. This could be an abject disaster. Hard to know. It's made by the guy who made the Paddington movies, which are massively beloved. But instead here, he's tackling uh, a prequel to the Gene Wilder films. Uh, Hugh Grant, in these trailers, his Oompa Loompa character, I, I, I need it. I need more of it. I want it all the time. I still am like, I'm not 100% sold on this movie, but I'm 100% going to see this movie. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, Yeah, that's all we got for you, I believe, for this episode. One other thing, because I don't know if 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 this happened before or after our last pod. Um. Beyonce is now doing a concert movie for her Renaissance tour. That's releasing on December first. Okay. I mean, I've I feel the same way as you. I just feel like I owe it to bring it up because we're about to enter the Swifty weekend in which I'm working Friday, Saturday, Sunday, Monday, Wednesday, and I want to end myself. <laughs> so yes. Yeah, I just, I don't get the, like, that feels like it should be just a straight to streaming. It's about the money. Weird. Weird. Uh, (laughs) Make sure you guys are following us on the socials at StreamerSZN on Twitter, Instagram, and threads, and at Pod. On TikTok, follow Christian on Twitter at the Wiz underscore PHI. Follow me at KBIZZL311. Subscribe to the podcast feed on Apple, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts. Leave a five-star rating and review. It goes a long way for helping the show continue to grow. Helps more people find the podcast as a whole. Share it with your people. And, of course, subscribe to the Underground Sports Philadelphia YouTube channel, youtube.com slash at Underground Sports Philadelphia. That's where you get full video episodes of this show every single week. Live streams, original video content, shorts, clips, you name it. It's there. YouTube.com slash at Underground Sports Philadelphia. And go to phiapparel.co. Get your merch. Use code Underground for 10% off any and all merch orders. This has been another episode of Streamer Season, the exclusive streaming platform, TV and movie podcast on the Underground Sports Philadelphia Podcast Network. For Christian KB. We will catch you guys next week for the mid-season episode of Loki Season 2. More time slipping. We're going to go time slip, and uh, we'll catch you guys next time. Peace. Peace.